Wattie's World. Hello and welcome back to the Wattie's World podcast. Oh, it feels good to say that. So today I am going to be answering some questions. It's a bit of a different one actually. So what I did is on my Instagram and my Snapchat story, I posted kind of a question and answer thing where anybody who wanted to could submit questions and these are the ones I've received. I'm going to try my best to answer them because obviously I didn't answer them there and then. That was the idea. I wanted to create a pod out of it. So yeah, let's just get straight into it. No mucking about. Okay, so the first question, funnily enough, is about myself, which is understandable. It is the What Is Well podcast. So the question is, what do I do in my spare time? And it's a very good question, to be honest. You know, at the moment, in the summer, in this heat, I have a very large abundance of spare time. Yeah, you thought I was going to say I'm a busy man, but I'm not. I could lie. I could sit here and lie and say, oh, well, I work on the pod a lot and I'm spending a lot of my time recording podcasts. But the truth is I'm not. The podcast is something I enjoy doing, of course. It's something that takes up a fair bit of my spare time. However, at the same time, you know, I've got other things going on. I've got people I like to talk to and stuff like that, you know. A lot of my time is spent kind of networking for the podcast, to be honest, you know, approaching new guests, trying to get fucking anybody on the podcast. But you know what? I believe it will It will come with time, won't it? Obviously. In my spare time as well, I like to do cycling. You know, I find nothing better than challenging my body in ways I never thought I could. In climbing up a hill on a on a bicycle and just really pushing my body to its limits, testing my mental and physical endurance, that is something that really helps me, not only physically but mentally as well. Like, that's what has really gotten me through the last say six months, because I didn't start cycling until about March. Okay, five months then from the date of recording. Um, But trust me, right, it might sound a bit weird to you, but I promise you, get a bicycle, right, and go out on that bicycle with your friend. Like, obviously not on the same bicycle. Two different bicycles, two different people, right? And I know that sounds weird, right, but there is nothing better... Then get some exercise in while fucking around with your friend. And I know what you're thinking, I know what you're thinking. That sounds like a sex film plot and I promise you it's not. I fucking promise you it's not. But that's how I started out. Not with sex films, with cycling. Just trust me. Like, I can't preach it enough. Like, not only that, but in today's society, you know, mental health is at an all-time low. I would say, you know, coming coming off the back of a pandemic where we've had to spend a lot of time alone in our own heads. Exercise really helps with that, as I've previously said on podcasts, and I will continue to preach that, because it's just, it's amazing, honestly. I also play PlayStation in my spare time. That's about it, though. I don't know, cycling, podcasts, and PlayStation. Sounds pretty much it. I like to cook, too. Um, I recently got a George Foreman and let me tell you, it is life-changing stuff. It Honestly, having a grill on both sides saves so much time. It's so easy to clean. I'm not sponsored, but if George Foreman, you know, you want to sponsor me, I, I don't mind. I don't... Please, no. Okay. So the second question is, what happens after life? 
Or if you wanted to word that differently, which I do simply for the way I'm going to answer the question, what happens after you die? And it's something that I've been thinking about for the last few days. Because I, I put this question and answer thing on my story a few days ago. But I didn't want to give a half assed reply or just say what I believe because my belief is pretty boring, pretty standard, and honestly not that entertaining to do. So, you know, without messing around a bit more, let's just talk about it, shall we? So you could obviously say from religious standpoints, you know, you go from you go to some kind of heaven or hell equivalent or you get reincarnated and stuff like that. And, you know, while that's all well and good, and as, like, as silly as this is, this is just my standpoint, obviously, there's no proof of what happens. So I'm not going to critique it and say that's not what's going to happen. Because at the end of the day, everyone's entitled to an opinion. But I just don't see that being a thing for me personally. I don't like the idea of whatever we do in life then decides what happens after we die. It's kind of like destiny, in it? I don't believe in destiny. I believe that we write our own paths in life and that no one is, no one is watching over me, at least at the moment. I, I, you know, you could always go down the argument of if someone's watching over me, why do all these bad things happen? But I suppose it's just the way of the universe, isn't it? You know, good things happen, bad things happen. You've just, you've got to take the good with the bad. And I know I've deviated away from the question there, but it was just a point I felt like I needed to make. I personally believe that after death, there's just nothing. And you don't know there's nothing. There's just nothing. Like, your soul has gone. Your consciousness has gone. You don't. It's kind of like when you're asleep, you don't know you're sleeping. You just wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I had a kip. Like, that, that's it for me personally. I, I, I can't really express it into words. I just, I, I don't see there being anything. At least not that we can comprehend. Like, the, the farewell, right, might be something out there. There might be something after we die. However, if there is, I believe it's not that comprehensible to what we now know at the moment. Like, you know, you could go for the cliche, oh, well, there's a white light. Well, I don't know. Is there? You know, that I was even researching to people who have, like, flatlined for, like, 10 minutes or whatever and have come back to life and... There's obviously very deviating responses. Some people have said, just like I did, that it's like sleeping. People have said they see white lights. Some people have said they've gone to fucking heaven. Now, obviously, we who are we to sit here and say that they're lying? We can't because we didn't experience those things. But, yeah, it's a, it's a very weird one, definitely. So thank you for that question. So where do I see myself in 10 years or... I got two very similar questions, so I'm combining them into one. So, where do I see myself in 10 years, or what is my perfect future? Brilliant, brilliant question, that. However, I don't feel able to answer it. I've, again, been thinking about it while thinking of the other question, the one I last mentioned, the life after death. And it's something very difficult, because as much as I'd like to say, oh, I'd like to be on a yacht with eight billion pounds and 8,000 houses with a Ferrari in my front drives. It's not practical. And it goes back to that phrase, people underestimate, no, people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they could do in two or three. 
Now, from where I'm stood at the moment, well, sat, funnily enough, unless I pick myself up and give myself a boot up the backside, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to be in a job I wouldn't like. I'm going to be surrounded by people I won't like. And that is because I am unprepared at the moment to make the change in my life, which I need to make. I'm unwilling to put myself through temporary uncomfortableness. That's a new word, uncomfortableness. I'm unwilling to put myself through that at the moment for what I want in the future, which is a very deep thing to say on the pod, I'm aware. However, I kind of need to say it, and you know, some people who might listen to this, might be listening to this, might need that, that kick up their ass too, so why not? It's very difficult, because if you look at it from different perspectives, you look at it from yourself and then from your future self's perspective, obviously the future won't be hypothetical. Right now, you you see a situation and you think, I can't, I can't do it. Like, that is too difficult for me, and I don't think it's going to be possible. But if you look at your future self's perspective, you know, when when all is said and done... Right, and I believe that there are multiple futures because every decision you make decides your future, right? Like, you just look back and you think, why have I put, why did I dwindle? Why did I just sit there and hesitate and not follow through with what I needed to do at that time because that cost me this and that cost me that and that stopped me from taking this opportunity. So it's very difficult to say. Ideally, if I'm being realistic, I would like to have come over, uh, sorry, overcome some of these mental battles that I'm currently facing. I would like to get over some issues that are preventing me from becoming who I want to be, who I, who I might necessarily need to be in the future. Now, as sad as it is to say, I, I didn't really plan on a future for a long time without going into specifics. So it's very difficult. It's something I don't really think about. But as I said, I would like to overcome some of these mental battles. I would, without, I don't want to be too personal on the pod, but I want to get myself into somewhere where I can be educated and I want to learn as much as I can about the world and about the people of this world. Because... I don't know, one thing I feel like a younger me could have needed was someone to help them out, someone to guide them along this this game of life. And I kind of want to be that for someone else. I want to... That, that's just what I want. I want to kind of help future generations not make the same mistakes that I have in my past. You know, we've all made mistakes, so I'm sure it's something you can all relate to. I just, I want to make sure that people are okay. And I, I want them to feel able to talk about how they feel with the people around them. And I hate saying this phrase because it's so overused, but I want to normalise feeling the way that people feel and for them to not be critiqued or looked down upon for feeling how they do. So maybe a career in that that area, I'm very unsure but I'm sure that whatever I do I will make myself proud eventually you know I just need to stop being a little bitch and just get on with it so yeah thank you for that question 
If we're talking materialism, though, in the future, that's very difficult because I don't define happiness by materialism. You know, I could have a big house with a Ferrari and I don't know why I keep saying Ferrari because I don't even like them. But they're just an expensive car, aren't they? You know, a big house with a Ferrari, a swimming pool, even though I can't swim, a top-of-the-range bicycle. Like, they'd all be well and good, but would I rather be a sad man in a Ferrari or a happy man in a Honda Civic? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I believe that happiness is defined by the experiences you have and a big contributing factor is the people around you. Although... I feel like people shouldn't directly influence your happiness. I believe they can contribute to it like immensely. Because, you know, people in my past have made me happy. People who I have around me now make me happy. But they aren't my sense of happiness. The sense of happiness I have is the conversations I'm having and the things I'm trying to do and the, the comfort zones I'm trying to push past. That's at least bringing it back to the present. So in the future, I suppose, happiness would be a good set of friends and pushing myself to new limits and testing out how good how good my mind is at getting myself through tough situations because you know it's all about perspective as I, as I keep saying and and oh I don't know I'm trying to put this in a way because my mind doesn't want to articulate the words I like to put myself through very tough situations and there it is. And life's all about perspective and although I've been through tough situations now, I can guarantee that I've not been through the toughest that I will ever go through. So I would really like to overcome future mental battles too. But yeah, thank you for that question. It's something that was really, really difficult to think about, but one that I'm grateful that I did. Okay, so this one is... A very weird one, submitted by one of the funniest people I know. I'm not going to shout his name. However, he knows who this is. He he does, because he listens to this pod. Where would the human race be without thumbs? Now, thank you for that. It's something that I've tried to fucking think about. But I'm going to be honest, it's something that's very unimaginable. Now, I know what you're thinking right now. Everyone, everyone else who listens, it's not that hard to think of. But it is, because put yourself in the shoes of a human without thumbs. Like, right from the day the day go, like, back when we were cavemen and maybe even apes. Like, we wouldn't have been able to, you know, pick up big rocks or, you know, pick up big spears and stuff like that without the thumbs. So where would society be without them? Now, I believe that in modern day society, it isn't an issue, but if you stem right back to them days, wow. I believe that society would have still evolved into somewhat what it is today. However, it wouldn't be what it is now. For example, if we go through day-to-day tasks now, something as simple as using your phone, you couldn't hold it the same way. You couldn't type as efficiently you couldn't get a lot of things done you couldn't hold a bottle the same way so that's always good i i believe there would still be a way i believe that the human race being as clever as a lot of the individuals are 
we would have found alternatives. But again, if we stem it back to, you know, prehistoric times or whatever, just it's honestly uncomprehendable. I just I can't see a way of which society would have evolved at all. But at the same time, as I said, the human race is a very clever race and I'm sure we would have found an alternative. Obviously, we can't just go an extra finger. But who knows, maybe we would have evolved and grown something even cooler. Like, I don't know, another pinky on each hand. You know, because that's what evolving is, isn't it? You know, you get body parts, you lose body parts, you look cooler, you look shitter, that type of thing. But thank you for the question. So to loop it back around, this is another question about myself, which is what inspires me? And it's something that I really did have to, like, sit there like with some music on and think. Because it's not something that you regularly think about. Like, you don't want to give shit answers, you know what I mean? I don't want to say, oh, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and, I don't know, Post Malone. Because at the end of the day, does that give reasoning behind it? No, it doesn't. Do we only see the highs of their careers in the, in the main Stream media, yes. You also see the lows, obviously, but, you know, no one thinks about the lows in which they do the highs, is what I'm saying, which is a very optimistic thing to be doing. So, well done to society there. Um, so, what inspires me? Or who? I'm going to change that to. No, you know what? We're going to go for a what, first of all. What inspires me is... Seeing people go through tough times. And I know that sounds really sad. But it's true. You know, I have seen people in my life who have become homeless and have found somewhere to live or have managed to get their own house and stuff like that. I've seen people be at really fine odds with themselves and with the mind. And yet today, they're some of the happiest people I know. And it's just... It's brilliant to see people turn a bad situation upside down and, you know, change your life for the better. I've seen, I've seen people go from a really shit job, as they have said, that's a quote. No, I'm not saying the jobs are shit. Uh, I've seen people go from what they call a really shit job to something that they absolutely love doing, even at the risk of a pay cut or anything like that. And that pursuit of happiness, that drive of, wanting to continue to be the best that they can, that is what inspires me. I inspire me. You know, I've been through shit. I've I've done shit in life that I've turned around and managed to, you know, become who I am today. And although I'm not exactly perfect, although I'm not who I would love to be, I am definitely a lot further from who I was, if that makes sense. At the end of the day, you know... If you dwell on yourself for a moment, this isn't just me dwelling on me, like, seriously think about it. What problems were you facing, say, two years ago, maybe a year ago, maybe the other month? Just think about one big problem that at the time you thought, oh, I'm never going to get through this. I don't see a way out of this. And then look, now, you're still here, you're still breathing. You're still, you're still with your family. At least I hope. If you're not, I'm sorry to hear that. You know... I, without going too deep into personal stuff, you know, a close relative died the other month, back in May. And 
it was someone who was really close to me, someone I saw weekly, and the death really did slap me in the face like a ton of bricks. And when I first heard about it, I broke down and I was like, oh, this is shit, how am I going to get through it? But life just kind of has a way of dragging you away from tough situations and putting you in better situations. Because, you know, the loss of... It was a family member, so the loss of a family member is something... It's a it's a pain in your heart, which is irreplaceable. It's something that something that can never be replaced. And it's just... It's so difficult to... To even comprehend the loss. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with myself now and with you. I still haven't even regulated it in my mind my mind still doesn't grasp that the family member isn't there anymore and maybe that's because it's my first experience with grief you know I believe that we all go through grief at different paces and at different times but I just I don't get it and as much as it sucks that he's not here it's kind of it's just shit but I know that the family member wouldn't want me to be sat here and be all remorseful and be sad he would like me to continue with my life and to really try to make the most out of every situation that I can to speak my mind and to hold my ground when needs be and that is exactly the type of thing I'm trying to strive forward and do it's something that I'm really passionate about as well now so I would like to thank my family member and although that doesn't really answer my question of what inspires me Although that dwindled, not dwindled, it drifted away from the question itself. That was a tough time I never thought I would get through. But look at me now, I'm here recording a podcast and I'm openly talking about it. So that's just some big progress props to me, I guess. And I hope whilst I was talking about that, you guys was dwelling on something that you guys couldn't, well, didn't think you'd get through. But look at you. In terms of what inspires me, as well as people going through tough things and myself, if I'm going through people, my, my immediate family members inspire me. You know, my uncle recently went to university and, you know, kind of just changed his career path dramatically. That, that's fucking sick. He's been helping me out recently in terms of deciding what I want to do with my future. My dad inspires me. Although I can't go into the intricacies of how he works or what he does, what I can say is that he's one of the strongest people I know. My sister, she's fucking amazing. Like, genuinely, she's amazing. She knows how to make me laugh when I didn't even know I could laugh. And someone someone who thinks very similarly to me, and we both didn't know that we thought this similar until I grew up, obviously, because, you know, when you're younger, you can't really have these type of conversations. My mum is a big fucking props to her. I'm not even going to start on how she inspires me mainly because I know she wouldn't want me to I'm not going to disrespect her wishes but just props to her again like fully just strong woman my stepdad's pretty fucking cool too shout out to him you know he's been through some shit I believe and he can cook roast potatoes which is pretty cool I know it feels like I'm shouting out, shouting out my whole family, but family is what I hold very dear to my heart. 
that was a Vin Diesel reference. In case you didn't know. <laughs> that was fucking sad. It's I'd say my friends inspire me too. I'm not gonna name any of them though. Mainly because I don't wanna miss anyone out or offend anyone, but you know, I believe if you surround yourself with a good set of friends or a good group of people that you know you could go to and ask things of or about, then they'll contribute a big factor into inspiring you and making you happy. But yeah, thank you for that question. It's again something I've I've really waffled it. I have waffled it, but I believe that was the best way to approach it. Because, you know, I could sit here and write a few scripted points about what inspires me. But I didn't think it would hit the same as me just sitting here and saying what inspires me. So the next question I received was something that I didn't really know about much. And I still don't, but I'll answer the question nonetheless to the best of my ability, which is what is my opinion on anarchy? Now, I didn't know what that word meant. I didn't. So what I did is I looked at the word, I thought, that's a pretty cool fucking word. So I researched it, and by research, I mean I typed it to Google. So there are two definitions on Google, and I'll read both. So, anarchy is a state of disorder due to absence or non-recognition of authority or other controlling systems. And the second definition, which is very similar to the first, absence of government or absolute freedom of an individual regarded as a political ideal now i don't know much about politics i'll be the first to admit that i don't really spend much time looking into it mainly because i don't agree with a lot of it i just you know politicians what do they do lie at least that's my opinion that's what that's what society infringes upon it's what society zooms in on and although i believe that the government and stuff you know, to the best of their ability, can do. Why should one group of humans rule over another? You know what I mean? It's a very difficult one. That's my opinion on the government, at least. So, anarchy, as far as I'm aware, is a society being freely, like, it's freely living without authorities or anything, kind of lawless and stuff like that. I believe it'd be good if we never had a government like, I believe if you could go back to before, you know, before anything like this has happened, like anything like this, fucking hell, um, like, before laws were introduced, before everything was introduced, then maybe it might work. However, at the same time then, if we never had morals, how do we not know that anarchy or, you know, that, that free living wouldn't just be meaningless killing and violence? We We don't. Although that is what I believe the media would like to portray that it would be. So I'm not going to go down that road. Would it be cool? Yes, because I believe that there'd be farms everywhere and we wouldn't live in these concrete jungles and, you know, be so reliant on technology. I believe that technology still would be a big part of society, though, to be honest, because I, I find it difficult to imagine a human race that doesn't embrace technology the way it does. However, who knows, because maybe it was never created and maybe we all live on farms and go have fun in forests and shit like that. I don't fucking know, but that would be pretty sick, at least from my standpoint. However, if you were to try to implement anarchy now, now that there have been laws, 
now that there is a ruling body over the country, now that there are police, I don't think it would work because the law is already infringed on everyone's minds. Like, everyone already knows that it's against the law to, I don't know, fucking rob sweets or fucking... I believe it isn't um, a legal thing, but I believe it's like a private land thing about trespassing. I believe that's a civil matter, not a law matter. But nonetheless, like everyone knows those things are against the law. So even if we did go into like a state of anarchy, I don't think it would happen. Like I think people would... I trust in the human race, and although a lot of it is scummy, I believe that using morals and stuff like that, people would just maintain what we have now, in a way. Which is pretty fucking... Pretty weird, but still... Because I know that a lot of the country, at least the younger generation, that they're not a fan of the way the country's ruled. But I don't think anyone is, really. If I'm fair. Because, you know, everyone disagrees at some point with what the government's saying. And the problem is that as just people... As just people, as mad as that is to say, as people who aren't in a state of power, who aren't politicians, we are, we can't directly influence or even have a say in what the in what the governing body or whatever are saying. For example, climate change, you know, there have been protest after protest after protest after protest about the governments of the world, not just the UK, to do something, and a lot of them just haven't. And now look at us fucking... We are a bit fucked at the moment, but I believe again. I believe in the in the good moral comfort, in the moral compass. Sorry, the moral compass of the human race, and I believe that we will overcome that issue eventually. Although I believe it's going to take a lot longer than what people would like, which is pretty sucky. But we move, we fucking move. But yeah, my opinion on it is it would be good. Anarchy would be very good if law was never a thing however law has been a thing and i don't think it would make too much of a difference in modern day society unless or unless people just gave up on it like gave up on the laws and stuff but you know they've been in, they've been in people's minds for so many years why would they forget about it all of a sudden is what i'm saying although who knows maybe i'm wrong i'd love to know your thoughts on that if anyone wants to hop on a podcast to discuss that, we can do, because I think that would be a very interesting, very, very interesting topic. Or just to discuss any of the topics I've talked about today. But yeah, thank you. Okay, so the next question is, what are my feelings on life? And I don't know how to take that, to be honest. That's why I've left it till near, nearly the last question. What are my feelings on life? Is it, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, you live and you learn. You forgive and you forget. You, I can't, I can't think of any shit phrases, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that throughout life, you are going to make mistakes and you are going to look back on them and think, why did I just do this or do that? But at the time, it wasn't in your head. You know, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from them and you're going to eventually, hopefully, become the better version of yourself. Now, although I'm saying that, who knows, maybe that's not the case at all, but it's my standpoint, isn't it? I'd love to know what yours are in the fucking comments on the What Is World pod Instagram. I will say the official name of it at the end because I'm going to create it before this podcast is published. But, yeah. 
I'd love to know your opinions on the feelings of life. But as I was saying, it's just one of those. I think life is defined by the experiences you have, the people around you and your family. Not in any particular order. They're just the three most important things to me. You know, I'd say I've got a pretty solid group of people around me. Not all necessarily part of the same group. However, from many different groups of people, I have, you know, friends. Some I've not met, some that I've known for years, some that I've met through PlayStation, some that some that I'm not friends with anymore. But you know what I mean? Each friendship that ends, I believe you have something to learn from it. You, if you, Now, this might sound like a very exploity thing to say, but I don't really care. If you aren't using the people around you for absolutely everything you can, then that isn't how you are fucking then you aren't going to progress as well as you could. Now, I'm not saying you use them and then you fuck them off. I'm saying, for example, one of my friends, I can go to about absolutely anything and she can come to me for absolutely anything. And I suppose we both use each other in a way as a way to vent, as a way to progress, as a way to get advice. Now, that's not using them in a bad sense. It's just, you know using them <laughs> i'm trying to justify it but it's one of those you, you either get what i mean or you don't i i can't explain it or for example some friends are better company than others but you can have better conversations with some of them than you can the other ones it's very weird and i'm sure that you understand what i mean so i'm not even going to try to explain what i mean but yeah my feelings on life are also if you're asking about how I am currently, I'm doing all right. Um, not as good as I have done in the past, not as bad as I have done in the past. I'm just, I'm all right. I'm not going to sit here and say that life's tickety-boo because it isn't. I've got a lot on my plate. I've got a lot I need to think about. But life isn't as bad as it is as it has been either. As I've always said, I'm breathing. I'm here. I'm experiencing. I'm doing everything I can do at the moment and I'm trying my best with everything that I'm doing so I can't complain I, I can't I'm grateful for the place I'm in I'm grateful for the things I've got the people I have around me so life is as good as it's going to be and life is what you make of it I truly believe that and if if you are in a bad place mentally I strongly advise you to seek help but to also go outside. Now, I know that sounds fucking hypocritical, but one thing I always, well, I used to do when I was in a bad place was I'd stay inside in my room with my curtains shut and isolate myself from my friends and from the activities I like doing. Kind of as a self-punishment in a way for being in a bad mindset, which is something you shouldn't do. If you are in a bad mindset, I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that although it's hard, go out and just go on a walk or go on a run or go on a cycle. Because as I've said on the podcast previously, I will always say this till the day I die. Getting exercise or just, you know, getting fresh air is such an underrated form of therapy almost. Like I can honestly say if I could say to myself two or three years ago back when I didn't go out and stuff like that just go out and I 
if I could prove to them that nothing was going to happen because I was very anxious about going out back then. Like, if I could just prove to them that nothing's going to happen, everything that you are saying is in your head. I could, oh, sorry. I could get them to go out and about and just, you know, really take in the atmosphere, take in the ability to walk amongst these places and stuff, then I would because... I don't know, one of my biggest regrets in life is staying in for that amount of time. You know, I, re I really have, I really do feel as though I wasted a fair bulk of my teenage years staying in and playing the PlayStation and not having the experiences that I could have because I denied opportunities that I could have, like, I could have taken advantage of just because of the way my mind was working at the time, which is perfectly fine because... As I've always said, everything is relative. But yeah, life is life is alright at the moment. I've got a few things about my future that I'm trying to work out way up at the moment. But you know what, that's fine too. You know, there's, there was this phrase that I saw the other day, and I believe it's a very important one, and it says, if you spend your time in the present worrying about what's going to happen in the future, then you are going to end up experiencing it twice. Nah, that's fucking powerful. I'm not even going to explain what that means. I want I want to hear your take on that. I feel as though I've had to answer the last few questions in quite a serious manner. You know, I've been talking about some very deep subjects. So I figured I'd save a light-hearted one until last. Well, you know, I've had a few light-hearted ones here, but we move. What would happen if an animal species evolved like humans and were able to challenge us? If you couldn't tell... This was from the same guy who asked about the humans having no thumbs because his mind works in some wonderful, wonderful ways. But you know what, well, let's just let's just try to answer it. So I can't even base my answer upon anything that's happened in real life at least. Like I could always talk about like movies and stuff, but I wanna have my own unique take on it. But nothing has happened like that, at least to our knowledge in the human race. Well, you know, no, nothing's happened to that extent. I would say it could just be like war. Like, you know, we've had war before, we'll have war again. It could always just be a good old, oh, we're going to get our guns and we're going to shoot at these things. Because that is more than likely what will happen because humans always, always, always react out of fear they will act upon their first instinct without rationally thinking about it. And I'm going to be honest, if some fucking, if a snake, like if a fucking snake who had evolved into some kind of human life form came up to me, my first instinct would be to fucking punch it in the face, right? But if you think about it rationally, if you take a moment, wouldn't it be better to arrange some kind of peace treaty, some kind of agreement with them? Like, if, you, if you're talking properly, sorry about that, that was my chair. Um, like, talk about it properly with them, and you'd have to fucking, who knows? Let's just say, for argument purposes, that they speak the same language. You know, you could agree that, I don't know, here's some islands that we don't actually use as the humans. Go have those, and fuck off, and we'll forget you exist, and you forget we exist. I mean, who knows? Maybe this has already happened, and we've been neuralised. Men in black reference to you there. Um, fuck knows, to be honest. 
But if we went to war with, let's just say, I don't know, like any animal species that has evolved, I believe we'll almost certainly lose. It's like, for example, if we sent, say, 12 people with guns into a lion encampment where there is 12 lions, I believe that the humans wouldn't stand a chance. You know, if you, if you are one-to-one with them, at least. I believe if it was like three-to-one, four-to-one, then yeah, you'd win, definitely. But it depends on the scale that we're talking here. If we're talking a few of them have evolved, easy, we'll fuck them up. The jobs are good. Enough. But if we're talking that like the whole of the animal species at the same time has evolved in some kind of human life form that isn't a human, then I believe we I believe the human race will be a goner because we don't think rationally. We don't, honestly. It's kind of like our fight or flight responses, isn't it? We although the human race's ego is too big to, to do the flighting. Uh so it would it would almost certainly be a war. And I believe we would lose simply because they might have some mad ability. Like, if it's a fucking snake human, lad. Like, just imagine that. Like, they have venom snakes and they just have to fucking, like, you know, stick the tongue out near you and you get venomed. Oh, brilliant. Bam. Humans are fucked. The only way we would make it through it, as I said, is a peace treaty or it's some kind of deal. But, yeah. Thank you for that fucking question. You know, as per... I know I knew I could rely on that quest that person to ask those type of questions. That's why I got him into the pod at least. Well, got him to ask a question. So yeah, thank you for that. Okay, so I've actually had a last minute submission for one of these questions because I just happened to tell someone that I was recording this pod and they said, Oh, well, why don't you answer this one? So the question is, say if you were to like start digging at Australia, right? I think you all know what's coming and but let's ignore that it's impossible. Let's say that you did this and it was 100% happening. Say if you dug through the centre of the earth and everything and you came out the other side from Australia. So I don't know, like you end up in fucking... I don't even know what's on the other side from Australia. I, I don't. But let's just say you dug from Australia down, then back up again to the other side. Would you come out feet first or head first? Now, I'm going to be honest... The gravitational pull, I'm going to say it's very literally, the gravitational pull, right, which is the thing in the centre of the, I believe it's from the centre of the earth at least, the gravitational pull, um, would be very strong. And if you have dug down, you will have been digging with your feet towards the ground. And let's just say the gravitational pulls at the centre of the earth, right, so that would be pulling from your head. Because you would have fallen down through the centre of the earth, see? I don't know, actually, because I was going to say that you'd come out fucking feet first. But when I say that, like, how do you not know that, see, you started in Australia and then you dug straight down. You just come out feet first. I, I don't fucking know, you know. I, I don't. Oh, dear. I was going to say you'd come out head first because you'd be digging upwards, but then it doesn't make sense. The only way you can dig is with your feet on the ground, I believe. I mean, I'm, I don't have a bucket and spade on me right now. But I promise you, the next time I do, I'll go to fucking Blackpool and I'll find out for you all. So I'm sorry that I couldn't answer that in better detail. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. It means a lot. Thank you for all the kind reviews. All the negative ones too. 
it I really appreciate it. It helps me build upon the podcast. I'm really happy with how today's turned out. There was a lot less ermine and arming. There was a lot more in-depth answers than what I usually do. And there was also a lot longer episode. So please let me know how you think today's podcast went. What you thought of it. What was good. What was bad. What can be improved upon. Don't forget to leave a like on the Instagram page. Which is at, as in the special art sign, what is world pod. All one word. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope to see you in the next podcast. What is world?